0: if you need to make a video if you ever do a youtube channel and you need to do like a video of just shopping for a pair of sneakers just (laughs) let me know i can help out
1: yeah we'll do sneaker (laughs) shopping we'll do it yeah (laughs) we'll just go through and see what trey taylor likes i'll get the actual color from like the podcast so like the hex yellow that i use yeah yeah (laughs) i will get those made you get the hex yellow with the purple hell yeah dude i'll get them professionally made you can get them custom made.
0: <laughs> How's it going, everybody? Uh, my name is uh, Joe Remit. Uh, I am a radio producer, as well as I work for the, the store Vans. And uh, I'm actually here to talk about sneakers.
1: In preparing for this interview, there was one word that kept popping up in all the research I was doing online, and then Joe finally said it himself, sneakerhead. So how did you get into, okay, so first of all, what is a sneaker head? I think a sneaker
0: head, in my opinion, is just someone who is into, like, they really like sneakers, they're passionate about it, and um, they collect it. It's kind of like collecting, like, baseball cards when you were a kid or, like, collecting Legos when you were a kid. It's just something that you like to collect and just uh, have in your arsenal and just able to show off not necessarily in a negative way and like like a like hey look at like what i got versus like what someone else has got and you can like kind of compare but i also think what goes deeper to that is a sneakerhead knows more about sneakers than most they'll have more information about it so it's like with the jordan four it's like michael jordan won his first championship in that sneaker and that's the shoe he won that the whole you could say the bulls dynasty kind of began in the 90s was in the jordan 4 and um i think the sneakerhead just wears their sneakers you know i i can say that i have shoes that maybe get more wear than others but a sneakerhead has a lot of shoes but they wear it and they wear it out to show like hey I care about my shoes, I clean them from time to time, but you know what, I'm still wearing them. They're not locked up in a glass case sitting in, in my shelf. People will definitely have different opinions on that and that's why it's such a, there's so many niche different sub-genres and subcategories of it. So it's one of those things that are very intriguing.
1: Are there any sneakers that you would see somebody wearing and you you can immediately tell by the shoe that the person either does or doesn't know what they're talking about um yeah that de- most
0: definitely um if anyone's wearing like a really hyped up jordan like a jordan 1 like a jordan 4 anything that resells for above like 200 bucks they probably are a sneakerhead or if they're coming through with like gucci shoes or like balenciagas or anything like that um I think the more common person will tend to go towards, like, a cheaper pair of shoes. Like, Vans is a great example of that. And this isn't, like, an advertisement for Vans. I'm just saying Vans is a very popular shoe amongst, the co- like, people that aren't sneakerheads and people who are, because it's very stylish and it's very affordable.
1: This podcast is not sponsored by Vans.
0: So, like, I, I wear a lot of Vans, but I also wear my Jordans a lot.
1: This podcast is not sponsored by Jordans.
0: So, I can definitely tell, like, if someone's got a hyped-up pair of Jordans, I can definitely tell they're a sneakerhead, and then maybe if it's someone wearing like white on white Vans slip-ons, they like what they like and that's everyone is everyone to each their own. That's what I say.
1: So has your appreciation of sneakers changed how you interact with people when you meet them for the first time? Um i mean what do, you, what do you look at when you meet somebody for the first time do you look at their sneakers actually i
0: sometimes do if someone's like oh i like your sneakers i'll look down at it but normally i just do like the main like eye contact like when you're shaking someone's hand if it's like my friend if like my friend brings a friend over maybe i'll like meet them and then i'll look kind of at the shoes it's kind of funny because like that's a common thing with people who are really into sneakers is they'll They'll do like the like, hey, nice to meet you, like shake the hand and then they'll kind of look down at the shoes for They'll give it a quick glance, just like, oh, look at that. OK, that's cool. And then if you notice it, you can be like, hey, man, I noticed you got uh, Travis Scott ones on. I like them, man. You keep them nice and clean. And then just snowballs into a conversation. One of those things. I've uh, I've done that a couple times. It's it's a very great way to break the ice. I would say
1: it's a great icebreaker. You, you mentioned earlier, you, like, made a specific designation between they're not sitting in glass. Like, they're not just wrapped up in plastic somewhere. Are yeah. there any of your shoes that you just do not wear?
0: I wear a lot of them. There are some that I wear more days than others. Like, most of my Jordans, for example, I don't wear much unless I'm, like, going to, like, a nice meal with family. Or if I'm, like, going out with some friends, I'll wear my Jordans then. But, um... No, I mean, I try to wear most of everything I own because it's just I just like to have the rotation of like different style. Like you can wear it with whatever you want, like just kind of rotate it in and out. I have probably over at least over 20, at least over 20 pairs of sneakers at this point in my life. And um, things are things are rotating constantly. I'll donate some stuff that I don't really wear anymore to people. Uh, I'll donate some stuff. Um, I'll give some stuff away to friends. Like if they have my same size, they'll just, they'll be like, hey man, do you wear this? I'll be like, nah, man, that's all you. You can have it if you like it. So I'm at that point to where I'm just kind of dwindling down to more what I like.
1: What's the most you've spent on a
0: pair? So the most I've personally spent on a pair um probably 180 dollars um i bought two shoes for that price i bought um a jordan 31 and a pair of adidas Soldier boost i try to keep my limits <laughs> sure, sure. there are some that are there are some that i'm just like i gotta i gotta get those but i'm like yeah not, not, not the right price not the right price but um i would say 180 bucks is uh
1: probably the most i've spent What causes you to pull the trigger on that pair specifically? Like, what are you looking for in a shoe when you're spending that much money on it? Um, just like the material and the de- the
0: little details on it, I think um something very cool is just like I like I like shoes with really good material. So like, if a shoe has like a really nice thing of leather on it, and you can tell like when a shoe is made very nice, it's it's gonna last longer versus a shoe that's maybe. Can, can I swear on this thing? Like, can I say half-assed? <laughs> yes. Okay, like a shoe that's half-assed. Like you can tell the difference between it and I think it actually makes the shoe more comfortable. And if a shoe is comfortable, chances are I'll buy it more so because I. everyone likes being comfortable. I mean, I'm wearing sweatpants and a long sleeve shirt right now. Comfort's a big part for me. And then just like what I can kind of match with. So like some colors are more matchable than others. Like your red, your blues, your blacks, your tans. Those are more matchable. And um, I would say that kind of plays a factor into it as well. Like, what can I match it with? Like, if I can't really match much with it, chances are I probably won't buy it. It's an investment, most definitely. Like, it's not necessarily an investment. Like a car is an investment, but like, but like when you were a kid and you were going with your mom back to school shopping, you only got one pair of shoes for for the year because it's like, hey, you want you want that to last the whole year. Some of the shoes I'm not wearing every day, so they last longer than a year, but. If you're going to buy a shoe and you're going to wear that one shoe, get a shoe that's going to last, you know, make sure it's up to par with comfort, quality, and style. If it's going to match everything and it's going to be comfortable for you and it's, and it's got some good quality, it's going to last really long. Go ahead and get it. If it's not, maybe think about it a little bit, just to be like, Hey, maybe this isn't the shoe for me and then you go get something else. And there's different shoes for different folks. I wear, what you feel comfortable with don't follow trends necessarily, find also what fits your aesthetic so like if you're into streetwear maybe you're more into hype shoes maybe you'll pay a little more that's cool like and if you're more like low-key you're like hey i don't want to spend an arm and a leg on sneakers that's perfectly fine too there's great styles for everybody that's the that's the great thing about sneakers is there's something for everybody and i think it's a very inclusive world and even if you're a like veteran, like you've you've worn sneakers for your whole life. You've studied up on it, and even if you're just starting out, there's something for everybody. It's a it's a very beautiful thing. Here, hold on, I'll be right back. I'll grab some uh, some sneakers from mine real quick if you want to see some. Hold on, I'll grab some.
1: This is a podcast. There's, there's no.
0: <laughs> Sorry about that. I just kind of brought the whole like cornucopia. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. All
1: right, talk me through these.
0: All right, so the first shoe I brought. This is the Jordan Four. So it's the fourth model in the Air Jordan collection. This colorway specifically is the white cement colorway. I believe it's the 2016 release. I actually got these in a trade. I was really surprised I got them in a trade. I traded a pair of Scotty Pippen Uptempos and like 50 bucks for these. So I paid a little bit of money, but this is one of my Jordans I wear a lot because this, it goes with everything and it's a very it's a very comfortable shoe. I really like this shoe. This retails normally, this shoe in general retails for normally about uh, 225. If I were to basically make it brand new, I could probably resell these for about $500 shoes gain value over time if you haven't worn them. So like another one, these actually got messed up a little bit by my dog, but it's perfectly fine because I do wear these. This is a Jordan 6. This is actually a colorway called the Gatorades. Uh, it's symbolizing the uh, sponsorship Michael Jordan had with the brand Gatorade, the sports drink.
1: This podcast is not sponsored by Gatorade.
0: Um, <laughs> I was in college when I got these. I was very excited to get these too, but um, these also appreciate with value. This one I don't wear as much because the material on it right here, the whole like orange is suede and it's a really nice suede. So like, and it gets really messed up in the rain easily. Those are probably two of the more expensive options you could go with because these are both going to cost you around 200 bucks. And if you like Jordans, you'll, these are two very, very popular Jordan models. Um, I actually have two cheaper options here. So the first one I have is just the classic adidas stan smith Stan smith the, you are familiar with these yes i got a uh, pair these of are those. yeah these are an awesome shoe for i these are going for like 60 bucks right now they basically go with everything very aesthetically clean just a simple white pair of shoes
1: joe has a lot of shoes we'll be back right after this couple times you've mentioned if i were to clean these up and like resell these or make them like new like yeah what what goes into reselling a shoe and more importantly how do people who are resellers how do people make money from from so that's actually it it, and this is the part where i'm more excited to talk about because
0: no one because this is the part where people like get really lost in the whole sneaker thing so the way the reselling market is so if you have a brand new pair of shoes, you just bought it and you're like, you know what? I don't want to take my money back. I don't want to get my money back. I'm just going to resell them. You just got to look up, see if you have a Jordan 6. You just look up on StockX Goat. Sneakers is a great platform. Those are two really good platforms to resell on um, eBay eBay is a great reselling platform. They actually just announced that they're doing a verification system like StockX, which is very helpful for people buying reselled sneakers. So that way you don't get fakes. Um, you just do the research and know how much the shoe is going to cost. If it's going to, cause the way the reselling market works is you have the first price point. So say you buy a shoe for $110. These will sit on shelves for a while. Like you can get your hand on these like pretty much any time. If you go into a footwear store, like a Foot Locker, Champs, anything like that, an outlet, you could probably get your hand on those really easily. To whereas this shoe, this is a shoe that's very hyped up and it'll sell out like that. And then it resells for about double that price because it's so limited. So really it's all about how limited is the sneaker. That's kind of the basics of it.
1: It isn't all name brand, material, and design when it comes to what makes a sneaker exclusive and expensive. There's a dark side to sneaker collecting.
0: I think this is actually harming the the sneaker community more so. It's a thing called a bot. And what a bot simply is, is it's a computer programming to where if a hyped up release is coming out, you basically turn on your bot and you'll win the raffle instantly. So like if it's a hyped up pair of Nike SB Dunks, you're gonna turn on your bot and you're probably gonna win like three pairs. And that kind of takes away the advantage of someone who's like, hey, I really wanted to get this shoe and wear it. Because their goal is not to wear it, it's just to sell it and make money off of it. And while reselling can be a very, very, ex- like a very good way to make some money on the side, there's a difference when you're just kind of cheating the system. It's like cheating on a math test more so, where like, you're kind of cutting corners in a way. I've done raffles where you put your name in, you have to wait, and then I, I get you don't get chosen. And its it's very sad sometimes because especially with things like the Travis Scott shoes, a lot of his fans can't really get his sneakers because bots are kind of taking over in that sense.
1: How do you fix the bots like how would you joe remit how would you go in there and and make it so no robot can ever buy a pair of shoes again see that's that's actually a really
0: good question because it's just so man i would say for me personally i would just i would just make the sneakers general most of the sneakers general releases make mass amounts of quantities because if that's going to be the case then the resellers aren't going to want to buy general release sneakers. Cause like with the Jordan four, for example, it's like, there's like four OG colorways. It's like, just make those colorways into a general release sneaker. So that way everyone can get their hands on it. And then say, if someone wants to go for a, a different shoe, like a, like a Travis Scott Jordan one, make it limited, but don't make it like exclusively limited to where bots are going to win no matter what. Because technology is built to help us and I guess in a sense it helps some people like get the shoe like if they, they think they can't get it. But also like, like technology can be negative as well. And I think people are taking advantage of the idea of bots. And I think if you make most sneakers general releases, I think that
1: problem goes away. Tell me more about the community, because you, you keep saying that it's like, it's so inclusive and positive. What is it actually like? Are there are there meetups? Like, what, what is it like online? I've never been to a
0: meetup. There are meetups. There are conventions for sneakers. There's things like SneakerCon. There was one in Orlando. There's some in like LA, Atlanta. But like, I, I work with people who are sneakerheads. And you like, it's cool because like, like it just gives us something to talk about a little bit at work. Like you could come in with, a really nice pair of sneakers, and someone's just like, oh man, like those are really sick. It's like, yeah, like I appreciate that, man. And like they'll come in the next day with something cool, and you're like, dude, those are freaking sick because everyone likes everything. You don't have to be a fan of it, but you just, it's more of a respect thing to where it's like, oh, I respect what you got. And I'm not a fan of it, but it looks good on you, man. Like it looks really good. I've wanted to do a sneaker con before. I've wanted to just go and just see what it's like because it, it can be. Intimidating. Obviously, with COVID, it's a little different. You probably can't really do that as much. Yeah, it's just, it's very, uh, it's very positive because everyone, if you like sneakers, then you're a sneakerhead. You're going to compliment people's sneakers because they'll probably be keeping it clean. They'll probably be looking really fresh at the box. And you can just be like, dude, those are really nice out on the box, man. And they'll be like, I've actually had these for like four years. And you're just like, wow, what's the secret to your cleaning, man? And he's like, I, I wear them all the time. It's like, wow. Um, So, the community is very involved and I think they do a lot of good. Some people actually do get really lucky on sneakers. I'll admit that. One of my buddies came in and was like, I got these. And I'm like, Really? You got those? And he's like, Yeah. Some people are just really lucky on the draw, but some people aren't. I'm one of those people that's not. So, you're like clicking refresh
1: on your computer. Yeah, pretty much.
0: (laughs) Have you won any of those? No, I haven't won anything like that. I kind of gave up, <laughs> I might I might try again. I might try again at some point. I haven't done it in a while. So maybe my luck has changed.
1: Why sneakers? Like you said, it's a lot like Pokemon cards. It's a lot like collecting anything, but like, why shoes?
0: Hmm. I think for me, It's because I've always liked sneakers ever since I was kind of a kid. Maybe I didn't care as much when I was like 12 about how dirty they got or anything like that. But I mean, like when I got to high school, like I started looking around at sneakers. I was just like, yo, like some people got some really nice sneakers and like, I want to get, I want to get more, but I don't have the, I don't have a job, so I can't really do that. Um, (laughs) I, I collected baseball cards growing up and like Pokemon cards and baseball, like autographed baseballs and stuff. And I just have a habit of collecting. Like some people collect stamps. I just collect sneakers. And I also like to, I think people also like to collect them is because it's something you can wear. Like you can wear it around. Like you can be like, I collect, but I also wear. And I think that's a cool thing with it. It's like, I can go out and wear my shoes and then just clean them and then put them right back. And then they're still there. And I think that really intrigues people just kind of the backstory of things. Like I know people that were sneakerheads when they were in their teens because they got to watch like LeBron James play basketball. And it's like, they love the LeBron models because it's like, I got to watch LeBron James play. Yeah. Like there's sentimental moments with sneakers. So I think it's also very much a sentimental thing as much as it is like what you like, like Vans are sentimental to me because not only do I work for Vans, but my parents were able to get us Vans shoes. So I grew up wearing Vans a lot and that made me feel like really cool because it's like Vans were very popular in like the early two thousands and like the skate culture was coming up. I wanted to skate. I wasn't good at it, but I played Tony Hawk enough to know I, I could try if I wanted to, but I just was like, I'm not good that good. But skate culture was really popular then. So I, I sat there and my parents got us Vans and I, that's why I really like Vans man, because I think it's a sentimental thing as well as it is a collector's thing.
1: So let's say you've sold me. I'm going to jump in, start collecting sneakers. How do I, how do I start? Uh, I would say
0: StockX, most definitely, like StockX and Goat app. Those are two apps you can just download immediately and just kind of look up. Um, this is kind of a weird one, but uh, GQ. GQ uh, does some good stuff with sneakers. I've read a couple of GQ articles on sneakers that's a great way to get like to see sneakers as well um and just go into your local sneaker stores you know like just go look around go look at a pair of shoes and just be like hey I like that and I don't like that but I also like that and then you'll find stuff you like to that you'll like to see and you're just like wow I didn't know I liked that I would definitely say that I am proud to be a sneakerhead. Um, it's something that I find very enjoyable for myself. Do I spend a little too much money sometimes? Yeah, I do. But you know what? I make up for it. I'll, I'll work twice as hard. Um, it's very rewarding for me when I can go to work and then have a little extra money to buy a pair of shoes. Um, so that makes me proud to be a sneakerhead. And if you're not sure where to start, just look stuff up, you know? Like, everyone everyone has an aesthetic, you know? If it's Doc Martens and skinny jeans, that's your aesthetic, you know? Doc Martens are a boot, but you know what? That's still technically a sneaker. You can be a fan of anything you want. Don't let anyone kinda tell you like, hey, you gotta think this way. Do what you wanna do. If you're not a sneakerhead, you know what? That's cool. If you wanna get into sneakers, talk to someone who you know that's into sneakers. They can kinda help you, they can help you knowing your thi- like knowing what you like, knowing what you don't like. And that's the that's the cool thing about it is you can you can make your own path in this. Like you don't have to you don't have to follow trends. You can basically be a trailblazer for something else. That means you're a sneakerhead. Sneakerheads are someone who love and cherish sneakers. And I think the best thing about it is you can be yourself.
1: A common thread online is how sneakerheads can only wear one pair of shoes at a time. I myself have like 8 pairs of shoes, but even in those, there's some I don't wear as much. And I realize that maybe I'm unconsciously keeping them clean or saving them for something. So I think I'm going to bust out some shoes that I really don't wear as often. After all, only have two feet. That Means Nothing to Me is a podcast hosted by me, Trey Taylor. Audio editing is done on Audacity Suite 2.3.0 and we're recorded on a Yeti Blackout omnidirectional mic. All of our music credits for this episode can be found in the show notes wherever it is you are listening to this. Special thanks go to Joe Rimmitt and Vans, Gatorade, and Air Jordan for not sponsoring this episode because that would be super annoying if you were to do that. Or if you were to reach out to our contact email or social media, uh, which can be found at contact at ThatMeansNothing.com or at ThatMeansZero on all social media, Uh, that would, I mean, that would be annoying. Uh, We have had one new patron this year, Uh, so a huge, gigantic thank you to Jordan Campbell, who I've heard has fantastic reflexes. Cat-like, if you will. If you or someone you know would be a good person to have on the show, please shoot me an email at contact at thatmeansnothing.com or a DM on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook with a short description of uh, you and what you'd like to talk about. We can also be found on all social media at thatmeans0, the number zero. Thanks for listening.